I'm like a less butch Agatha Christie, but in a more fabulous outfit. If you could change your fate, would you? <laughs> that is kind of more... A bear? No, you turned into was, a bear? I was really trying to, to do a Scottish accent. And I, in my mind, I was like, we, I nailed this. because The we, most famous uh, Disney princess ever. Alan Cummings. In Ireland. Or Scotland, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, this is a bad start. No, it's not. Um, we could tra- have done better. Traitors. You could say that uh, when her mom turns into a bear in that movie, she betrays um, her her uh, her tribe. It's not a tribe. Her people. Family. Her family. And that's what we're talking about today. Betraying your family. Betraying. People that you just met, actually. <laughs> because it's the traitors. U.S., even though it's filmed in Scotland. Yeah. Talk about reality. Not making any sense. Yeah, I don't think that is. These reality shows aren't very realistic at all. Listen, on a different podcast, I heard them talking about this reality show on Paramount. Was that Paramount or Peacock? That was on uh, Peacock. On Peacock that Alan Cummings hosted in a Scottish castle called Traitors. And it sounded intriguing to me. And I said, Eddie, let's watch it. And you know what? It was intriguing. However, the game did not seem thought out enough because it seemed completely rigged for the people picked as traitors to win, which a traitor did win. Spoiler alert. Whoa. And um, I don't know. I think it has potential. It has potential. Maybe to be... if it was set in another nation, say Australia or no, Britain. you don't mean that. <laughs> well, they're already those already exist, but you don't have. Mean... Do they have Alan a... Cummings? They don't have Alan. Well, they don't have him, but do they have a Scandinavian version? You're so, on one today. <laughs> well, it's nine twenty-two. I was up. I was working all day. Been storing up this energy. Yeah. To talk about the traders on a podcast. Well. Which I wish this was my full-time job. Yeah, me too. Um, what do you think is the fatal flaw of the show? Well, let me give the premise. We didn't even, like, introduce ourselves. We didn't do, we're, yeah, like, off bad. the rails. I need to start it. No, <laughs> don't, no, no, we're in it. This is the podcast. Okay, welcome to In Case You Missed It with your host, Casey Uliana, permanent guest. Eddie Trezino, and this is a podcast about betraying each other because we're going to keep this all in. We want to win $250,000. Yeah. And Okay, so we watched the traders on Peacock. Mhm. I hear it's going to well, they are going to do season 2. Yeah. According to one Alan Coming. I keep yes, putting, that's his name. I keep putting an S at the end but Oh, coming. But that's not right. Well, am I uh, yeah. Do um, you know any Cummings? That is like the coffee place. Oh, that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, I think, I can't remember if he's coming or comings. But this show is kind of like an adaptation of the mole, except for there's three moles, and instead of challenges where the mole could sabotage, these challenges on this show are inconsequential and seemingly pointless, and there's a mix of, like, D-list celebrities so like former reality show contestants and seemingly normal unfamous people <laughs> yeah. living in a scottish castle together and 
I was very entertained by it. I was just disappointed by the outcome and by some of the choices made by the show. Like, I think it could be really good. Mm-hmm. But it seemed almost from, from like before the halfway point of the 10 episodes, it seemed inevitable that the one of the three traders, if not all of them, would be the ones to win the money. Yeah, where do you think they got? Okay, where do you think they got this idea? Like, I don't know how. Old, I think the show from that's from Australia is like. Is it, that the original, the Australian? I think so, and I think it's old. Or maybe it is. I don't know, but like, still, like, what, like, what was the premise that they had? Like, okay, it's like mafia where there's traders and they take out the. Or like the mole. It's like, it's like. Yeah, it's like the mole a little bit. It's like doing um. Mafia. Mm-hmm. But but this one is different because the audience knows who the villains are, and so right. does so does Alan Cumming. Yep. I don't know if he the, picks them. He, has he picks them. them, which I don't know if the new host, the host of the new mole, I forget her name. I don't know if she knew who the moles were or the mole was. But oh yeah, I don't. Okay, remember. so that they someone wanted to make the show where it's like a real life game of Clue, basically, mm-hmm. but there's no. There's no clues and there's no like way to real. There's no real no way to win. There's really no way to figure out who the traitors are. Like, how are you supposed to know? But there is a murder every single night. That's why. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you deduce it. But like the mole, you could find not only like could you try to look at who was sabotaging the competitions, but like you could like they gave you other clues, I guess. And you did that quiz. They do the quiz. So the quiz would, every time, would give you, you would put in answers. Yes, you could get closer every time. And that would eliminate or confirm, you know, things for you about different people. Um, Yeah, another flawed show. But anyway, this one, like, it doesn't make sense because everybody's playing. Okay, they go to do competitions. Yes. Like Survivor or whatever. Yes. And they, like, but they're group competitions, basically, where they Mm -hmm. win money for the pot. Yes. But. Similar to the mole. Sometimes there's like more than one team of people. Right. Which but they're all winning for the same pot. Right. And then later in the game they add like the shield and like if there's teams, like one of the teams gets to like if a team go to wins. the armory. Yes. But they don't introduce that until late in the game. Yes. It, the, the show like kinda doesn't make sense. It's like they have a million ideas going on. Yeah, there's and, too much happening. And here. none of them were like storyboarded out. They were just all executed at once. And I think, I like to think that since they announced at the end of this season that there's going to be another one, that they are going to make it better. Well, we want to, I think we should watch one of the uh, other versions to see what they're doing. Like, because I I just don't understand. Like, so you have the three traders get to like every night after the challenge, they get to choose someone to execute or murder, I guess. I think that Alan Cummings specifically says murder. He says murder, yes. He says capital M murder. Yes. And so, like, you can lose the game for no reason, basically. Mm-hmm. You're just, like... You're just chosen. You're just chilling. You go... Alan Cummings shakes you awake in the middle of the night. Gives you an envelope. Which is something I dream about <laughs> every night. And then gives you an en- You go get an envelope and it tells you that they murdered you. Yeah. For no reason. Like, for no reason. And. And then. In the morning, I guess. They choose someone to banish. They choose someone who they think is the traitor. To no, take out of the game. They don't do it in the morning. Well, it's like later after like. It's after the murder. Is it? Yeah. 
Oh, I guess it is. And like they just and so like that makes sense. It's like okay, if you're like suspicious, like you'll get out of the game, but you can just lose the game for no reason. But if the traders want you out, yeah, and um, there's no way to like. It's it was really difficult, yeah, for the other players to get a clear any clear clues on who the trader might be. Um, but there were some things that were really interesting. They did they did so. Alan picked three people to be traitors, okay? At one point, one of the traitors gets caught and eliminated. The traitors turn on each other, which is interesting. Right. Now, when they go to do their next meeting for who they're going to murder, Alan comes in and he's like, you can invite somebody to be the third traitor again. And they pick someone to do that. I already gave a little bit of support. I don't want to give too much away. And that I thought was really interesting However, again, it seemed inconsequential in the end. It did, yeah. Um, okay, I, so, like, there's just no real way to strategize in the trailers. Right, right. Like, really, it's really hard, like... You... I don't even, I don't even know how you would... What, what a winning strategy is. They just kept, every time, kept picking, you know, picking incorrectly... Going off of people's personalities and attitudes, which isn't a good strategy because the traders obviously going to try to fit in and have everybody like them. So, like, it would make sense for them to be a jerk. It was just, yeah, it's a really interesting premise. It's a great set. It's a great host. I love, he, Alan would come in every morning. Take he the, would coming in. Take the photo. <laughs> take the photo. Uh, they'd, they'd everybody's headshot up on a wall. He would take the photo of whoever had been murdered. He would look at he'd it. He'd gaze and into he'd, their eyes. He'd toss it to the ground. He was so good. Alan Cumming is the highlight of the whole show. Yes. And every and he, every time he comes into the room, he does a Shakespeare quote, which I loved. And it was just, he just is so fully committed to this show. And the show fails him because there's so many things that don't make sense. He, and Yeah. The man gives up his mansion yeah. and all his all his belongings to be used in this yeah, show. Yeah, he keeps saying he, he keeps saying that the castle they're staying in is his house, but there's no way it's that's like true. It's like my mansion. There's no way that's true, right? It's a or set. my castle. It's my a it's a build it's a castle that they built sets in, right? I think it's a, well, I don't know about set. It's a real castle and I'm sure it's been renovated yes. since Scotland's founding. Yes. But man, and they also introduced this character at the beginning that was like his his oh, groundsman. And at first, I was like, "What a fun, goofy element that they surely will bring back and integrate into the game." No, he shows up like once in a while. Yeah. Like it's never like, "Oh, there's Fergus." I mean, he's there to do like funny bits. But it's another instance of all... they had an idea of an element for the show, and they just said yes, and they didn't figure out a way to make it work or like be consistent. Yeah, he wasn't. He, he only showed up like he wasn't consistent at all. Sometime. But um, you know, and finally, finally, a mistake they made. They had a reunion show, and I think they thought it would be funny to bring um Andy Cohen, who is Bravo's star, basically Bravo's Ryan Seacrest. He hosts the reunions for Real Housewives, and he's like known for that. And so they thought it would be funny to have him do it but i hated it i don't really know why he obviously like didn't really know what was going on and was so clearly reading off his little teleprompter and after alan gave such a stunning performance why didn't alan host it like i was just so confused by that choice so i don't know maybe they couldn't pay him enough who knows but 
what a weird, what an interesting show. What yeah. a yeah. And, like, none of the challenges were even, like, that engaging. Like, some of them were, like, oh, okay, that's... There were a few. Like, the one where they... There was one where they had to go through lasers. I like that one, yeah. And then there was one earlier on where they split up, and one team had to wait for to hear these bells ringing. Oh, the yeah. And the bell ringing had to match one of the music boxes in this castle, that which gave cool. you a clue to something. Like, that one was cool. But there were a lot that were just like seemingly inconsequential pointless. or like pointless, yeah. Um, because like there was one where they tied them on this wheel and then asked some question. It just was like I don't know. It was just like they threw everything at the wall to see what would stick. Yeah, they got some uh, reality show favorites though. Like oh yeah, Ryan Lochte. <laughs> That was insane. Cody Calafiore from Big Brother. Um, They had two, uh, Rachel from Big Brother. Rachel. Who they I, had I'm not, I don't know who. I never saw her. Sari, who is a famous survivor. survivor player who has never won, but is a very, um, like, she's gotten really far every time. She's a great player and people love her. Ari. From The, from bachelor. the bachelor. The Bachelor. Not from. The Bachelor. He was The Bachelor, yes. Uh, infamously... Went back on his engagement to Becca, who is now having a baby with somebody she met on Paradise, which I love. Um, and then some, like... See, the people that were there that were normal, I have a feeling, are, like, actors. Are, are, like, trying to be actors, right? Maybe. Well, one of them was a political analyst. Oh, that's right. You're right. But then Christian was like, oh, Christian, I'm an actor. And I was Christian like, yeah, was of course an actor. you are. But he's, like, not obviously not... No offense, Christian, but he's, like, obviously not a successful actor because, like... Well, hey, we haven't looked we up We don't his know work. him from anything. He could have given a, a award-winning performance... I guess. ...in a movie based in St. Paul, Minnesota. And they had a hairdresser and they had a, a woman from Below Deck. Oh, yeah, um, Kate. Kate. Oh, I did honestly, like, she helped she make was, it entertaining. Yep, she was one of the best parts of the show. Um, cause she just decided to be the villain, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. Um, so it's, I love, I like a lot of the ideas going on. I just don't think they figured out the right way to make them all fit together. Like the puzzle was not solved before they began. Yeah. And. Was I, this filmed in quarantine? I wonder. It could have been. In like 2020. But like, I don't know. Cause I don't know if they would have waited so long to release it. Cause I feel like the editing couldn't have taken that long. I don't know. Who knows how long editing takes? Well, these reality shows, though, Survivor, they do twice a year. Bachelor, they do, tw- they do Bachelor twice a year. Or no, once a year with Paradise. So I feel like they can knock them out pretty quick. Yeah. I don't know. They just were like, we need a show to do with 20 people in lockdown. Okay, this is it. Go, re- go, go. You really think it was in lockdown? I don't know. It could have been. Either well, way, it's because like this show's like probably got a smaller team than obviously than, than Survivor. Than the Bachelor Survivor, mm. yeah, you're probably right. The producers didn't seem to play much of a role. Although I will say, in Survivor, you rarely have interactions between the cast and the producers that is on screen. Um, the Bachelor has really leaned into showing behind the scenes in recent seasons because they're running out of ideas, I guess. Um, but the main thing is we're going to watch season two. And maybe you will too. <laughs> maybe even the Australian season. Because maybe you missed this little show. And now that you've heard about it, you're going to enjoy it. 
But the main reason I wanted to do a podcast today was for a different piece of media we consumed this past week. And that was the movie No Hard Feelings starring Jennifer Lawrence and what's that boy's name? Oh, God, let's look it up. Um, Linguini Come to Life. I'm fully, fully convinced that this is like the the live action equivalent. His of name Linguini. is Andrew Barth Feldman. Andrew Barth Feldman, who gives a great performance in the movie. A mere 21 years old. He's, yeah, he's literally just a kid. He, um, this movie is Jennifer Lawrence's big come return to acting, comeback. Um, well, she's been in things every year, but she just hasn't really. Every year? Yeah, last year she was in Don't Look Up. You're right. And then the year before that she was in that red Well, Sparrow. I guess this is like a blockbuster. It's like, okay, so the, yeah, this is like a, she's. Trying to... Leading or, role. Oh, Causeway. I didn't see that. I heard that was good, though. I was obsessed with Jennifer Lawrence in 2014. I loved Hunger Games. I thought she played a perfect Katniss. I even went and saw the movie Joy, which is not a good movie, because I loved Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, I saw American Hustle because Jennifer Lawrence was in it. Um, Jennifer Lawrence notoriously has played... Has been cast to play someone that is definitely at least 10 years older than her at the time. Like, she was in her... What? How old is Katniss supposed to be? Well, that's different. But she was older than how Katniss was supposed to be. But after Katniss, like, American Hustle, Joy, she's just... She was, like, 25 playing 35. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, in this movie, she's actually playing her current age of 32. um, And she's a down-on-her-luck gal... Who has inherited her mom's house in this coastal town? Um, really wants to keep it, but is running out of time uh, getting those bills in. So she finds a listing for a gig, you could say, where these quote unquote helicopter parents are looking for someone to date their son to get him out of his shell before he goes to college in exchange for a brand new car, which she really needs. And from there, we see a beautiful friendship form between these two characters. I was surprised by the movie. I found it endearing. I found Jennifer Lawrence to be hilarious. I Like, she... I hope this is just the beginning. Um, and I think... Uh, is his name Jacob, you said? It is, um... How did I immediately It is Andrew Barthfeldman. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. Andrew Barthfeldman. I would also like to see him in more things. Um, this movie, I've brought it up to several people. Like, I went to see it, and they're like, what? They haven't heard of it? Yeah, it's not being marketed. Which is interesting, because my Instagram served this right up to me. Like, I saw this trailer right away. So... I don't know how it's performing as far as box office goes, but I hope it does well because I would like to see more of this. It was kind of a return to form in that it was like a rom-com, like a rom, a rom-com kind of from like 2010, 2008. Like it, it feels like an, it feels like a movie that came out a while ago. If it that feels makes sense. like a movie. Yeah, and that's why I like it, because it feels it like a feels movie. It feels like a movie. Anyway, yeah, they don't make a lot of studio rom-coms that come out in theaters. Or, com- like, or what? comedies. I can't think of the last rom-com, like, that, like, actually, like... <sighs> well... Well, I'm sure they have them, but... 
I mean, like, what's that movie with Priyanka that came out? Oh, we didn't even see was it. Was that a comedy? Um, or was yeah. it more of No, a it was a drama. It was a dramedy. Yeah, see, like, what's, like, a com- I can't think of, like... Marry Me was a dramedy. Marry... Uh, eh, it was Marry kind me, of a romantic. But this is, like, kind of, like, that age group. Like, Marry Me starred, like, two fifty-year-olds. Right. You know? This yes. This is, like... So, it is a rarity, which, like, I guess, like, I appreciate that. Like, it's... It was unexpected. And also, like, it was legitimately funny, which, yes. like, an honest, like, I could picture it being watched by a lot of people. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. What a hottie. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, like, oh. she's hot. I'll, I mean, Casey said it. No, she Casey's is. Casey's got a huge crush. Eddie's got a huge crush. No, she's not. I mean, like, she's a good looking gal. She's I guess she's gal. fun. She's funny. But, I like, wanted to be her. Ooh. Like, I, I styled... That's when I cut... She cut her hair, I cut my hair. What? Really? Is that yes. Like, that the origin of Casey Short? Hair? Yes. In, no. in 2015, yes. I was like, I'll look like J-Law. I did not. I don't remember her short. What what movie? Um, She did it right after Hunger Games. It wasn't for in a movie, I don't oh, think. Oh, okay. interesting. I didn't um, know that. Now, something that... Spoiler alert, maybe if you want to go in blind, uh, don't keep listening. This movie has... Full, full nudity. Well, don't you? I, th- I, well, they call it full frontal in the industry. Okay, okay, I guess that's true. Should we not spoil that? That's the whole reason I wanted to talk about this. Well, go ahead. I guess. Um, we were at the drive-in, and you know, there's lots of ch- children. <laughs> oh yeah, we're watching this running next around. To Elemental. Yeah, and we're watching it next to a screening of Elemental, followed by Little Mermaid. And the thing is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's enough of a gap between screens that, like, unless the the kids were, like, coming all the way over to our side, they probably didn't see and couldn't hear what was happening. But it, Eddie and I, our jaws, our jaws dropped. Cause it's just, I didn't know it's that just, was, yeah. You don't, we didn't, it wasn't the kind of movie, because it wasn't a super, it's not a super raunchy movie. And the moment where it happens is definitely played as a gag. It's not, it's not supposed to be this like it's not a sexual moment uh-huh. it's but it was kind of mesmerizing yeah yeah i was like wow a famous lady's boobs well like that's why this movie's so like honestly also like funny it's because like sometimes you'll see comedy like you know the pandemic forced a lot of rom-coms onto streaming services and mm-hmm. like rom-coms will now star like you know maybe like someone from sketch with a sketch comedy background or improv Mm -hmm. and like, and those are fine. But like when they really like make a movie with like a big star, like Jennifer Lawrence Mm -hmm. and like someone, she's not people like she's been funny in public over the years, but she's not like known in movies for like, this is her first like real comedy, Mm -hmm, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, cause she's like, everybody like that was her whole, kind of shtick when she she was like was, in the hunger games was in the hunger games and stuff her interviews people like oh my gosh like j-law's so funny just she fell at like the freaking golden globes or whatever people like oh my god she's just so relatable and yeah. then they did that thing where they turned on her because she got too well relatable. she you were saying that she did something but like well what? when she got in with um darren aronofsky and made mother like i oh, think that yeah. she kind of like I don't know about that guy. I, I don't know much about but I, I just remember seeing clips where she was a little she seemed a little bit Air, I don't know what the word is, upper own butt. But, I mean, like, she's, I, you know, they're all celebrities, so it doesn't I mean, really matter. I mean, how do you not be? 
kind of is my argument. Yeah, like, I mean that's the thing with celebrities. It's like, like we don't really know anything. Um, but but that's she, she kind of fell out of favor. And like honestly, I felt like in 2014, 2015, she was having like a Julia Roberts moment. Julia like Roberts. I was like, this is the next like quote unquote moment. because like you were saying with comedies, it's been a while since like there was like leading a leading la- leading like a ladies leading in a rom com, and I am kind of really into it. Well, yeah, that's why this works because like if you put like um I don't know like another comedic at like you know an obvious one is like. Kate McKinnon, I guess. Like, if you put, well, like, say, she's been funny and things, but if you put, like, a straight up comedy lead in this, it's not, it's, no. I don't think it works as well. Right. Because, like, because, like, then it's just, like, someone doing wacky things because that's what they do. But this is, like, you know, a star beat, like, who's, who can be funny, like, without, like, having to, like, fully commit to it in a way. And it was, like, Oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay, well, I wanted to say, too, like, something that... Oh, she reminds me... This movie... Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This movie reminds me a lot... The performance Jennifer Lawrence gives reminds me a lot of Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality. Yeah, okay, Sandra Bullock is, like... someone who's done serious stuff, is kind of, like, a leading lady, getting to be funny, but that's not, like, they're not... That's not what they're known for, and it's, like, super charming? I don't know. It's the phenomenon of... Yeah, that's similar because you would, honestly, you would think someone like that attractive would be like above something like this, but Mm -hmm. to see them, I mean, you know, I, (laughs) Jennifer, obviously like, yeah, I don't know. You just, I don't know. That adds to it. Something I don't think, um, I haven't really, people focus on her a lot and she's like, she is the star of the movie, but the kid in this movie, Mm -hmm. I think is actually pretty good too. He holds his own. I haven't seen him in anything else, but, uh, Andrew, he, the movie, I don't even know if we said, but, like, he's supposed to be 19 and, like, his mm-hmm. parents want him to, like, get he laid. Might like, he might have been, like, 19 when they filmed yeah, it. Yeah, he just turned 21, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I thought he was good. And, yes. like, something that, like, kind of, like, stood out to me and touched me in this movie was, like, he's supposed to be kind of, like, well, his parents say he's, like, a lonely kid who keeps to himself, but, like. And, like, you kind of get that impression at first, but then he says he has online friends, mm-hmm. and he runs into this girl he knows at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and, like, he's kind of charming with her, and it's, like, I feel like uh, that's, like, it kind of, like, did something that I, I don't think I've seen before, where it's, like, this kid who was raised by, <laughs> well, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick one, looking ancient. Who is way older than the woman who plays his mom. I don't Not know. Surprised. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know how old she is, but he looks way older he than her. He looks ancient in this movie. Well, I, and I, I love I him. I think it's prosthetics, but anyway, they make him look old. But it's like they make, it's like the boomer parents, like, boomers project a lot onto, like, millennials yes. and zoomers. Yes. But this movie actually, like, makes a case. It's like these people, like, this kid is obviously raised by them, and he's mm-hmm. like the helicopter parents, as I guess they're called. It's like they kind of, like, project this, like, weakness onto him and mm-hmm. like all this stuff but he actually like he's actually fine he's fine and also he like is having a hard time even grappling with like his parents not even believing in him mm-hmm. and i don't know i thought that was like really like I, like it was kind of subtle but i thought it was touching yeah i agree i haven't really seen that either in anything yeah the only thing that didn't work for me in this movie that i don't understand why they felt the need to include is this subtle through line of 
gentrification? Like, Jennifer Lawrence is supposed to not have a lot of money. Although she has a whole house. I guess she got her house from, like, her mom or whatever. And she lives in this town where it's, like, a resort town that, like, people with a lot of money will have, like, vacation homes. It's Montauk in New York. Right. Or they'll come stay. And she keeps, like, there's these moments where she's, like, what do you mean I don't belong? Or, like, this is my town. And it's, like, Well, I didn't know if that was that or if she's getting old. Like, she thinks she's getting old. (laughs) I don't know. Well, that's fine. And that makes sense for the story. But, like. There were times where they were, like, like, when she was with her two friends, which those characters also, I... They were kind of... I, they, I hated them. I didn't hate them. I just... They could have done more, honestly. They kind of were just there. Well, they didn't for, even seem to like her. Like, she made them a beautiful oh, baby true. gift, and they were, like, this fucking ugly thing. <laughs> and I didn't understand that. It either. was very strange. Um, But there was, there was like, kind of a, a, a plot line of, like, gentrification, and also kind of a plot line of, like kids these days but i i think it was kind of showing the flaws of well, the kids these days argument right? uh yeah i think so i mean it made me laugh when like she's at that house party house party and like they're like how nobody's, old are you? nobody's oh they're God. like well like they're like how old are you she's like 23 and they're like oh my god you're ancient i was like that's how i feel i'm 28 <laughs> like to these my sister's 20 about to be 21 i'm like oh my god I'm ancient. You, you mean you don't feel like 23-year-olds are ancient? No, I don't think 23-year-olds are ancient, but I feel ancient talking to, you know, people my sister's age. Yes. Like people of that, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. I'm getting old. Um. So that, I don't know, like, it, honestly, like, I feel like this bridged the gap between, like. Yeah. Because 32 is a millennial and right. 19 today would be a Zoomer. Uh-huh. Or Gen Z is, I guess, is the. But, I mean, not that generations, like, define you, but... Well, she goes to a house party. (laughs) Which has a great comedy setup. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yes. And, spoiler spoiler alert, she, like... So, she's trying to find... Percy. Percy. And she's opening all the bedroom doors. And one of them... There's a guy and two girls, but they're not... They're just texting. Like they're all they're looking. There. I think they're watching a video on his phone or something. Right, and then there's another one with two, where there's a girl and a guy, and they're just playing VR. And she was like, "Does nobody have sex, <laughs> have sex anymore?" Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of funny. Um, and there's also a plotline how Percy doesn't have his license yet, and that is like definitely a thing oh, yeah. where people are getting their licenses later because it's just like kind of I don't know, like just a, a lifestyle choice and. I don't know. Well, I thought it was because they lived in New York. That maybe. He didn't, I don't know. But but that is like a but thing his where par- people aren't getting their license at like 16. Uh, maybe anymore. you're right. I didn't think of that. I thought it was just that his parents were too overprotective to want him to get his... I don't know. That's no, they wanted him to get it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's, a, there's a lot going on in this movie. There's... Uh, at the beginning, I was, I was skeptical because there were a couple like... They were like had her... Like there were some comedic choices she was making where I was like, this is so lazy. But then it really picked up. Well, I like it when it's like farcical. I I don't like. It. <laughs> We're like, trying to go up the steps in the rollerblades. Oh yeah, you didn't little, like that. It was too. Yeah, that was easy. like easy. Yeah, I was that, like, okay, like I, I anyone could have written a six year old could write this. Well, like I I don't know that. But it. Picked I see up, what they were doing. But. It picked up from there, and it really. Like, the dialogue was really touching. Like, uh, like the conversations between her and Percy, like... Well, I liked when... I, like, so, like even, moving. like, when she's being sexy, it's funny. Like, oh, yeah. I thought that was, like... I don't know. She's good at that. Like No, she is. 
and just saying dirty things like when the way she, her delivery was spot on. So good job, J Law. J Law. Um, there's a really touching moment where he sings a song oh, yeah. to her, and I just that made me tear up because it like he like he, she had mentioned he had mentioned like a song that he. Was afraid of growing up. Yeah, they had talked about it. Have, I've never been afraid of a and song. Then, and then he, like, learns it and like plays it. For, it was just very sweet. Um, have you been afraid of a song? Yes. What song? Uh, uh, I don't know if it has a name, but my dad had the CD. Doesn't have a uh, what? <laughs> and it was like a Halloween CD. Oh yes. And it was like a track that played spooky noises, and I was really. <laughs> Oh, like to put, like I see, to put outside on yes, Halloween yes. and scare the little kids. And I was really upset by it. And I Ooh. remember that. What were the sounds? Can you recreate them? Well, it was like a bubbling cauldron. And then it would be like, oh. And then like spooky. a creaking door. And then it would be like, like footsteps. Like, doo, doo, doo. Ooh, ooh, the footsteps like, would be scary. It was like, I was little, okay? I was I'd like. Be, no, that's scary. And it was really scary. If and someone, if you. If I was sleeping here and you came downstairs and played that on a boombox, hate it. You would hate it. I would like be really spooked. Um, my dad had a CD that was like just like laugh tracks. I oh. don't know why he had that, oh. but like it was just a bunch of people laughing. I Are you serious? <laughs> Are you he sure might, it wasn't like a comedy album? No, it was just loud. He might, it might still be at my parents' house. That's I should, disturbing. I should, I should see if he still has it because, like, sometimes I'd listen to it because I thought it was funny, and that it was so interesting. I should like see, and it was L A F F laugh tracks. Wow. I should check if that's still there. Sadly, this movie doesn't have a laugh track. If it had a laugh track, maybe it'd be fun. No, it didn't have a laugh track. But I hope people see this because I want it to do well because I'd like to see more things like this. I'd like a sequel to this movie. Because. Called No Harder Feelings. I think that a lot of comedies that have come out just haven't seemed worth watching. And this is worth watching. I can't. I really can't think of like a big one in theaters. That right? Yeah. Caught my eye. Well, we were listening to a podcast talking about this that brought up Bros. Oh, yeah, Bros. I, I did see that. I didn't see... I think it was an attempt to reclaim the rom-com in a way... For, like, the queer community, which I really respect. I didn't see it, but it didn't do super well, right? Yeah, which, so, like, I mean, I get... I mean, like, I think... I could kind of, like, predict why that one wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Compared to this one, I, I mean, mm-hmm. not that... I mean... It is know. a wider, what, like... Well, like, yeah. Appeal. Yeah. But I would like to see Jennifer Lawrence do more comedy. I'd like to see her continue to play the age she currently is and not, um, like, a housewife. And... (laughs) She did play... Well, wait. She played a lot of, like, rich, bad men's wife. Like, Bradley Cooper in American Hustle. I didn't see that one. And then Joy. And then Joy. And then... Mother. Yeah. Javier Bardem. Now, did you know... She's a mom. She had a baby. What? Yeah, she I didn't had a know baby that. like last year. Wow. I didn't now know that. I don't know whose it is. Is it Ooh. that guy? Javier Bardem. They're not together Darren anymore, Aronofsky? are they? I don't think so. Like she had a full, a full, full grown ba- baby, a full ass baby. <laughs> okay, well we got it. We should wrap this up. Yeah, we should definitely wrap it up. Uh I recommend the movie. It's funny. Yep. You'll probably laugh at at least one part. Yeah. Don't watch it with your parents. If you don't want to have to see J-Law's titties with everybody. But um, 
I liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, <laughs> I wonder how my parents would react to that. <laughs> oh, she's married. Oh, okay, I didn't know Do that. you know who? <laughs> oh, oh, no, what's his name? Like, Christopher Cock. <laughs> C O O K E Mahoney. Cookie. Oh, Cookie Mahoney. Cookie Mahoney. Oh, it's Cookie. She's married to Cookie. Cookie Monster. She's married to Cookie Monster. Now that's why she got so funny. She's like Cookie. Oh, you love it. Oh, I just saw that name and I was like, She's married to Cookie Monster. Oh, that was so funny. Um, Oscar the Grouch officiated. Well, congratulations. I didn't know you were married. Congratulations, Jayla. Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back at you another yep. time. Bye. Bye.